Hey guys, welcome back to the Silent Sales Machine Radio Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Ryan Rieger. Today we're having another fun interview. These are um, returning guests, Adam and Emily Brusso. They're new coaches to the Jim Cockrum Coaching Program. Uh, they're doing awesome, guys, and I love their story. In the in My Silent Team Facebook, which you should all be a part of, you can join for free. There'll be a link in the show notes for this episode. Jim Cochran posted a, a comment or added a post about what would you like to see on this podcast? Uh, what topics? And uh, the thread is full of awesome ideas. And Emily found one that she really felt like her and Adam could speak to. And so today we're chatting about what if my significant other is not on board with me on this business? I know some of you have uh, spouses that are working with you, some that don't work with you, and some that might be just almost antagonistic toward the idea of you uh, starting another thing. Totally understand that. And um, this episode will be very helpful to you to just figure out how to talk with that person respectfully, lovingly, um, and hear their thoughts regarding it. And uh, just keep your marriage happy because that's way more important than your business anyway. So uh, I know this will be a fun episode for you to listen to. And if you're in this spot where your significant other is not fully on board, listen to this episode. This will really, really help you. Here's my interview with Adam and Emily. Well, hey guys, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. So excited and congratulations on being coaches now for Jim Cochran Coaching. I'm, I'm sure that's going really well and you're having fun with that? Yeah. We definitely are having fun with that. It's it's really just been such a blessing to be able to pull people along in the journey and yes. encourage them and just cheerlead. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're, I would, I would imagine that your sessions are probably the, some of the most entertaining of all of the coaching <laughs> sessions in the whole program. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. <laughs> when we're both on, like if it's just right. me, that's probably pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my God. Well, you guys work together well. You're fun to interview. I think this is like third or fourth time I've interviewed you for various podcasts. So thank you for doing this. Um, Emily, I know you said that um, in our Recently, Jim, in the MST group, My Silent Team Facebook group, guys, which you can join, is totally free. There was a thread that Jim posted or he posted about what would you like to see on this podcast? Because we we typically talk a lot about Amazon selling and, and sometimes we talk about, you know, things like from Rabbi Lappin's book and, you know, business secrets from the Bible or just other business stuff. And so we're looking for ways to serve this community. And one just popped out to you. Why don't you tell me what that question, what that person said, and then um, we'll just start having, having a conversation about how to uh, help this people and many people going through this exact same thing. Yes. So it definitely popped out. It was a post about what to do if your um, significant other or spouse is not really on board with you starting an e-commerce business. Mm -hmm. And I actually started to respond to it in the thread. And then I just went, okay, this feels too lofty to just, you know, write a little blip about. Right. I feel like there's a whole conversation here because there's so mm -hmm. many different scenarios and possibilities out there. So I reached out to you and said, yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Cause there's so many people that are, I mean, uh, that 
I've been through this briefly. You guys said that you've had snippets in your business relationship and marriage that you've not been on the same page. And probably, you know, I'm excited about this because this is this will help people even in their marriages just outside of business. So yeah. I know some of the things you're going to share will help us communicate with our, our spouses and our significant others better. So yeah, let's jump into what do we do if, if uh, you know, if my wife or my husband or my significant others like, you know, no, this is, you know, I, I don't approve. What are some tips? So the first thing I would say is to just wrap yourself in some humility. <laughs> That's good. Just go ahead and, and put that on and get down to the bottom of why. Mm-hmm. Don't make assumptions for them. Don't why they why they're disapproving of it. Right. What, what are their hesitancies? Mm -hmm. Because there are so many different reasons why we might hesitate. Mm -hmm. I can think of, I could just rattle off a list right now. The first one, and this is why (laughs) we'll just go through it. Yeah, Because we'll probably hit about every single one that somebody's dealing with. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And now let me, let me just pause with real quick. Okay. Before I would, you know, based on her comment about wrapping yourself in humility, you need to, because you're excited about doing this project and starting this business and you're looking at all the positives. You may have heard one of Jim's podcasts, you're like, man, I want to be the next Oscar. I'm going to yeah. make, you know. Or Adam and Emily. Or Adam and Emily. Right, totally. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I hope nobody wants to be an Adam, but, you know, you can want to be an Emily. Anyways, uh, you would want to, you're excited. You're like, well, we're going to do this. And this yeah. is so great, you know, and there's always people succeeding and we, we, we could be those people is that you need to slow down and you need to give the floor to your spouse. You need mm-hmm. to allow them to lay it out. What mm-hmm. their residencies. And Emily's going to now tell you what, what those possibilities could be. But I would just say like, you need to just pause and give them the, that grace to, to share, you know, and, and, fully share and not interrupt, you know, that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Don't, don't come at this, like come at it ready to listen and just keep your lips closed. Mm-hmm. Don't open your mouth. Don't, don't come into this conversation on the offense, just ready to attack, mm-hmm. ready with your answer. That is really not going to get you anywhere. And let me just tell you this. If your significant other or spouse is not on board. And I don't mean like that they need to necessarily be working the business with you. I just mean, if they're not on board with the idea of you doing this business, then you're going to to face a lot more hardships Mm -hmm. in the working of it because it can be very discouraging, especially up front. And so you do need those people that can be on your team and you're Ideally, your significant other, your spouse is going to be one of the biggest ones who can just say, that was a hard day. Let's keep at it. Let's keep going. Absolutely. So the first thing that I could think of is if you, maybe, maybe this should be like the, what, Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck. There we go. (laughs) I can totally see that. This could, whatever you, you, whatever you say to whatever number it is, that could be a PDF download that we create. Um, yeah. I, let's, let's go for it. And we'll see what comes out of this. Uh, your spouse might struggle with you starting a business. If you have started lots and lots of businesses, mm-hmm. but have not really succeeded or followed through with any of them. 
So the thing about the Amazon business is that it is a, if you don't quit, you win kind of business. And yeah, that's, that's just you said that in your last podcast with me or one of them, if you don't quit, you win. And that yep. was a song you, you said, there's a song yeah. you listen to. Yep. yep. That's exactly right. If you don't quit, you win. And there's lots of moments where you want to quit. They really are. It gets frustrating. Sure. But if you don't quit, you win. Mm. So you need to be committed to giving this business a set amount of time before you're going to see success in the grand scheme of things. When you're thinking about starting a legitimate business, the growth rate with Amazon is through the roof. You know, mm. you can start getting that results, results and right. profit within your first year. Oh, totally. Like compared to our restaurant, I have some friends in in Indiana that run a pizza restaurant and it's like, you know, they may not be profitable for two years. It blows my mind that that's, that you would even want to go. I'm thankful that people have restaurants because I love to eat, but (laughs) I would not want to run a restaurant. There's just no way. The profit margin is I think about 14% in a a restaurant. Right. Oh my gosh. We walk away from products only bring us 14%. (laughs) That's true. So it it definitely compared to most businesses has very rapid growth, but it is a business. You know, it is not something that you're going to turn around and, you know, oh, I made a million dollars in my first month. Right. I guess that might maybe sort of happen sometimes, but realistically, it's just not going to. And you need to be prepared for that reality. Mm -hmm. So. It takes time. You have to commit. If you are someone with shiny object syndrome or someone who just bounces from one idea to the next idea, but doesn't have good follow through and your significant other spouse, knowing that about you says, I don't know about another thing. Mm -hmm. You need to take that pill and swallow it down, baby. (laughs) Yes. Take your medicine and listen to that and hear it. Mm-hmm. And actually really commit if that is the struggle that they have with you. Mm-hmm. The next thing that I could think of is, okay, and please don't like go break up with who you're with over this one. <laughs> I'm not trying to give you life advice, but maybe you are with someone who is really in a healthy state of mind that is going to encourage you to move forward in life in the way that you want to move forward in life. Mm-hmm. I would just say, we, we come to this topic from a like biblical point of view and a, a biblical definition of marriage where the two become one flesh. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're no longer individuals, but we are a couple. We are together and, yes. you know, we move together in whatever we do. And so that is our, our definition, our uh, where we come from, and our, our standard, basically. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, that is our goal. Is you know, okay, are we going to start a business together? Okay, well, we want to be on the same page, and we'll. And it takes time to hash out all the details mm-hmm. of what that looks like to move forward together. In in some weeks, we're in tandem. We're right there together. In other weeks, we're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're you know, and completely different pages, sometimes different chapters, but we have to do the work to come back around to figure yeah. out okay, that middle ground, that yeah. center right. place. Yes. So, so if you're in a relationship where it's not the, the focus, the the goal to be together in all things, then then that can be a, a great struggle. 
Mm-hmm. And again, when I when he says together in all things, there have been seasons where he's worked on the business and my together with him, uh, he's worked on it alone. My together with him was giving him the time and space to work on the business yes. while I, you know, took care of the five kids and sort of took care of the house, but let's be honest. So, <laughs> not losing battle. So, but we were on the same page about what life was going to look like in that mm-hmm. moment of time. Okay. The other thing I could think of is that if you have young children mm-hmm. and say whoever it is that is the main caretaker of your children, they are so tired, y'all. They are so, so very tired. Yeah. It is exhausting having someone that you are 24 seven serving and giving to, you know, it just is, it is. And so an initial gut reaction for them, when you come to them with another thing you want to do is thinking about what this is going to pile on their plate. Right. Cause if like, if, you know, you used to do this in the house, well, it may mean that you can't do that anymore. So he or she's going to have to take up that slack. And so they're coming at the point like, man, I'm already tired. I can't handle one more thing. Yeah, I can't do one more thing. And you know what? You need to honor that. Yeah. This would be my suggestion if that is really the reality that you're facing. I have a couple thoughts. The first thought is that it doesn't, that that extremely exhausting time period of Mm -hmm. childbearing doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. So maybe you say, we're going to press pause on this until you feel more ready to take on more. Like you're sleeping at night again or whatever it is. That's one thought. The other thought is really sitting down and having a conversation about what aspects, if you were to start this business, what aspects of the business they could take over, Mm -hmm. because that might be something that's more life-giving to them than, you know, wiping bottoms and cleaning up, throw up. So. <laughs> spit up or whatever it is. Right. But that's something if it's if it gives them an opportunity, if they have a gifting or a skill set within this business where they could take over that aspect, is it the finding the product or you know, just doing RA and going to a store alone while you have the kids and maybe they put their podcast in their ears and they don't talk to anyone for an hour and maybe it's just really a blessing and maybe they're taking over that aspect of business. Maybe they really like packing things up and Uh systems in order and they're, they're doing that Uh side of the business. Is there a way for you to find a space in this business that is life giving to them that they could take over and you can keep moving forward with the business without it taking more from them. Exactly. I Uh, love that. Another option I could say is just everybody's going to be different, but what are the tasks that you're, and I mean, I think from a a husband standpoint, so what are the tasks that, you know, if I went to my wife and said, I'm going to add this on and she's thinking all the way through all the things that that's going to add to her plate. Like, uh, is there something that you could hire out? Could you outsource the laundry? Cause there's laundry service. I have a friend who uh, uses a laundry service that they put all their dirty laundry in a bag Tell me more. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, seriously, it's, um, I'll, I'll find out what, I mean, you probably could just Google this, but um, he, he's in Florida. And so they decided as a couple, they were going to take, um, and it doesn't sound like it's very expensive at all to a person who's just starting a brand new business that might be, that might seem expensive, but expensive. imagine what you could do with that time. And you guys know how much time, you, how much money you can make per hour with this business, but yeah. it just kind of, it makes it a math, math problem. And so basically they put all their dirty laundry in a, in a bag and put it outside the door. Somebody comes and picks it up, does all it, cleans it, uh, washes it, folds it, brings it back. And they just have to put it in their drawers. And I don't know how much it is per week for them, but you could hire a housekeeper. You could hire somebody to deliver food. There's these things like HelloFresh that'll come to bring food. So there are ways around this. If your spouse is thinking, oh my goodness, that means I'm going to have to add on all of this besides what I'm already doing. Are there things that you could outsource to take that load off of him or her? Or maybe you're out mowing the lawn and you shouldn't be. You should be hiring somebody to mow the lawn for you to give you that back that time. So there are other ways to, to do that too. So. I, I definitely think that that is, that could be a really big, it would have been for me mm-hmm. in different seasons. It would have been a really big hesitancy for me. The other thing I could think of is that if you are starting this business and you're saying, this is going to be our income, this is going to be our, our main business and what we live off of. This is just my female perspective. I'm sure there's other guys that have, or I mean, there's men out there that have this similar, you know, thought process. But if Adam had come to me and said, I want to quit my job and start working an Amazon business right off the bat, I would have been like, uh, so yeah, we're not going to do that. (laughs) There's no way because security is, something that is really important yes. for people. They need to feel like they're going to be taken care of and that they can provide for their children. Mm-hmm. And just because you hear all of these successful podcast stories doesn't mean that you're going to start your business and instantly be able to live off of it. Exactly. So you might need to scale back on the verbiage and the language that you're using in terms of if you're going, if you're coming at them in a big way, right out of the gate and say, I found our new thing. This is it. We're, you know, mm-hmm. I'm ready to be done with my job. I'm quitting tomorrow. And we're going all in on this. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to be met with more hesitancy than if you yes. come at them with a, this is something I would like to try. Mm-hmm. I would like to start small, learn, see how it's working. Mm-hmm. And we'll just see where it takes us. At the very worst, it's going to be some extra income. Yeah. So we can do those vac- vacations we were talking about wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Or I can afford to hire a maid service for you. Right. You know? Yeah. Think about the ways that it could benefit them. I think that there's... The, then also encourage them to listen to the podcast stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that in the end was one of the going from, we started ours as a side hustle. And that was really what we had envisioned it all being. Mm -hmm. I grew up with the mindset of insurance. You need health insurance. It needs to look a certain way. We had a lot of different medical issues in my family growing up. And so that was, you work your job for the health insurance. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of changing that up, going a different route, going with something new, 
even that, because it was so ingrained in me, the importance of health insurance, even that would have been something that I would have said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, even though we haven't, we barely ever need, have needs, medical needs now. It just was something that was ingrained in me. Yeah. So I think, you know, so we always talked about having it be a side hustle, but listening to the podcast, hearing the success stories and seeing the success of our side hustle was the thing that shifted my heart from a part-time gig to really wanting to go big with this and making it a full-time gig. But that was a journey I had to go on separately from Adam. He probably would have been ready sooner than I was, but he had to just sit back and give me the grace to come to that, land in that place on my own and in my own way. Yeah. And the other thing too, is I know I was saying real quick, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, that just start small because this business does not require you to say, honey, um, I think we need to take all of our savings out and invest yeah. it in these products. There's a new thing called replans and I'm going to, I found a great product and I can get it a good deal and buy a whole pallet. No. no. Talk about <laughs> real quick um, for those who are, um, cause some of these for the person who's done businesses in the past, I mean, it may have, may have cost them five, ten, twenty thousand dollars, and so that spouse is thinking, "Gosh, I, we don't." Not again. We just recovered from that past mistake, so I don't. I can't imagine you taking out our twenty grand and putting it in an inventory and hoping it's going to sell. But talk to that real quick, and then Adam, I think you had something you wanted to say. But to talk. Let's talk about what it looks like for uh, starting small. Yeah. So I think the whole concept of inch deep, mile wide, you hear that mm-hmm. spoken about a lot in this group. It's that we're not going to put all of our eggs in one basket and we're, we're not going to just assume that a product is going to do well. Right. You need to test that product and you need to make sure. So by sending maybe five or six of them in, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that it's definitely something that's going to sell and just take it nice and easy. If it does sell, buy more. And that's really, it's, it's pretty. It's not a guessing game either, is it? It's not like you're, you're not going into a store and thinking, Ooh, this is pretty. I like this. I think everybody else will too. No guys. And I know you you, that are doing this business, you understand this, but it's data on a phone that you're looking at that allow you to decide, you know what that's selling. And and you're, you're, you're able to, it's almost like you're cheating because you know that that has sold based on this data. We know that data is true. Now, how many times is it going to sell a month for you? That's a different question, but you're not going to be left out in the cold with this stuff. And and again, you're not buying a hundred of them. You can look and you know that it's selling based on what you see right there. And we teach you all about how to do that, how to make those wise decisions. And even if you know it sells a hundred times a month, you're still not going to go in and buy a hundred of them because there's other sellers, there's other factors. You learn how this all works. You, no matter what, you start small. You might buy five or six of one thing, buy five or six of another. You might even buy one or two of each, yeah. um, depending on your funds. But you can get started with very, very little money. And in in what in our courses, we talk about how you can even get started with zero dollars. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the the low risk part of that because yep. some people are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, you got this other idea. Now it's going to cost us another five or ten grand. Does not have to. <laughs> does not have to at all. So. That's good. I don't know what we're going to say. If you remember what you're going to say after I rudely interrupted. No, no, you're fine. I was going to say, um, you know, these conversations that happen, there's going to be multiple conversations. Mm-hmm. 
very rarely do Emily and I come together about around a, a large topic like this and walk away like, yep, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> like, you know, more often than not, there is, it's one of us sharing our heart, sharing our thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, sharing our plan, the other person processing, you know, pushing back on it, mm-hmm. you know, sharing their concerns about, you know, and then we kind of lay it down, you know, or say, okay, well, let's, let's think about it, pray about it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's like, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, there's times where the conversation doesn't go well and, and, sure. and we might argue about it. So I just want to set the expectation <laughs> that chances are these these big life decisions, you know, they aren't normally, you know, settled in one conversation. You, sure. you might you might be on the same page as like, yeah, I think this is something we should look into further. Mm-hmm. But very rarely it's like, yeah, let's do it, you know, yeah. uh, for the big ones. You know, when we were first married, uh, Emily, um, uh-oh. This is don't worry. <laughs> Emily, oh, I don't know if you know what story I'm going to tell. But... Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, goodness. She, she wanted to go to Africa. No, I know what story uh-huh. Okay, all right. Okay. She felt called to go to Africa. Before we even met, she, she mm-hmm. felt like she wanted to do some missions work in Africa. Yeah. And, and so when we first married, you know, like I, I thought that was a cool idea, but it wasn't like something that I was super passionate about. Sure. And it was, and it became a, a point of contention. I, I actually wanted to go back to college. We met actually at a Bible school in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, in Estes Park. And, and so like, I thought, you know, I was going to, I want at that time, I was like, I'm going to go into ministry and I want to go to seminary. And she's like, well, I want to go to Africa. You know, and this is the thing that's really funny about it. I mean, our our whole story, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. We were married like just shy of a year of knowing each other. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And and we did marriage counseling and it was great. But one thing we never really talked about was you're married. Now what? Like, what are your next steps? What? We just figured we're like, oh, we just, you're married. And I'm like, in my mind, going, we get married, we go to Africa. In his mind, he's going, we get married, I go into seminary. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I remember saying to you, well, sorry, but you didn't marry a pastor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had, you know, for, for the first year, it was, it, it was a little it was, bumpy. It was something we had to work through and figure out. And, and, uh, and uh, I remember there was a day, I think it was, it's usually when I'm driving to work, like I have these premonitions, you know, and, and it was like, you know, I think we need to go to Africa. And I called her and, and I remember calling her on the phone and, and telling her this. And she's like, it's crazy that you called me today because it was just yesterday that I said, okay, God, I am giving this dream up, mm-hmm. you know, giving it to you. Like if it ever happens, it's in your, you know, and the very and next day. I actually day, remember like, seriously mourning it yeah i remember just sitting on my on the floor of our bedroom sobbing over releasing going to mm. because i just had felt so deeply that that was something that he wanted for me yeah but i said okay i know that you chose this man for me also yeah. so i'm going to choose to trust you with that and i i'm nice. giving over africa going to africa to you and yeah, it was the next That's day. That's awesome. I think I said something like, say it again and we're going. <laughs> <laughs> You're not messing with me, are you? 
I love that because you can't change his mind about it. We can't change our spouses. So you just give those things to the Lord and say, Lord, yeah. okay, if this is something you want me to do, you're going to have to deal yeah. with him or her and change their heart. And that's really, I love that story. That's awesome. So how long did you, I know that's not what this podcast is about, but how long did you spend in Africa? We were just there for three months. It wasn't yeah. a super long period of time. We worked in a um, children's camp in the bush of, <laughs> I'm blanking on the name of it. It was in. It was in South Africa. It was in. Well, it's South Africa, but Zulu Natal was the province. It was near okay. like Greytown and okay. Peter Marisburg. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it it was a defining moment in our marriage, and it really changed mm-hmm. how we interacted, yeah. what we felt like our calling was, and God used that time for us in such a transformative way. Yeah, it was such a blessing, and we actually learned. The, the way that they greeted each other in Zulu, in Zulu was so it was a word called sabona, uh-huh. and, it, and it means I see you. Not like a, not just a I see you standing there. I see you physically. It's that I see all of you. So I see where you are emotionally and mentally, and physically. Yeah, and so that kind of became like a, a standard in our marriage for like, you know, how, how we try to communicate and how we try to see, we want to see and hear and love one another in wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so, and there's many times when we come to like a big topic, like starting a business or, or going to Africa, we're not always seeing each other. No one always hearing one another. We're only hearing our own thoughts, fears, concerns, um, or we're only hearing our own, like, you know, own victories and this is going to be great and wonderful and this is going to change our lives to the better and not thinking about, oh, wait, I'm going to be, you know, spending four hours after work and she's going to be stuck with the kids for another four hours, you know, so. That's a really hard word, but we don't know what he means by that, right? She may already be exhausted from the day while you were a regular job and so you get home. Um, yeah. and you're thinking, she's thinking, ah, oh, I get to breathe now. My husband's home. And, and I know there's husbands that stay at home and wives. Right. Are home. Yeah. So yeah. It's not about the man or woman here, but it's right. just about right. that person who's home with the kids all day. It's thinking, you could be thinking like, man, you're going to now start another business, which is going to take up your evening hours, which is my time to feel like I can breathe and relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there can be, there's been seasons in my life where work was so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having another project, you know, mm-hmm. another meeting to go to or, another, you know, whatever it was like in, in, yeah, I mean, life is like that sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, your spouse comes to you, Hey, we need to do X, you know, and you're like, I don't know if I have any space for X in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, but it's something that you have to, you have to wrestle with and wrestle through together and hear your spouse, you know, both sides. You know. Yes, and give them the space to really communicate their hearts fully, not right. just. Mm-hmm. And really, that comes down to you being a trustworthy person with what they're communicating to you. If you instantly jump down their throats or tell them all the reasons why they're being ridiculous, because obviously this business is going to be a massive success and it's going to completely change our lives, and you're just being ridiculous. 
Yep. That's just not going to go well. Guys. Right. No, absolutely not. So Come I see a now. couple of, um, <laughs> I see a couple of like three different paths forward. And let's just break these down and make, take some practical steps from what you said so far. Yep. So you walk, go to your spouse and I'm just coming at it from a man's perspective. So I, I sit down with my wife and I say, here, I want to, I mean, I've really been struggling. I, you know, I'm not happy with my job. I, I see these other people being successful. I've been listening to this podcast they seem like my people and I really want to start this Amazon business. And so I see a possible option is no way for a variety of reasons. Yes. Kind of hesitantly, I'll give you permission to do that. Not permission, but you know, like, yes, yeah. I'm not really, blessing, I, my can, blessing. I can't really help. It's my blessing to go for it. Maybe you put a time limit on it or, or money limit. So you're not, you know, taking the kids college fund out and, and blowing it. And then like, yes, let's do it. I'm on board with you. I, there's probably a several different variances of each one of those, but mm-hmm. let's talk to each one of them. The no way, and I see what you're hearing or what you just said about Africa made me think that the proper response to that might be, okay, you know what? This is really a desire of my heart. So Lord, if, you know, if this is something you want me to do, then you need to change her heart. Is that what you would say to that person who is uh, who got that response of like, nope, not happening? Absolutely. I would say don't argue with them. Don't, don't turn it into a fight. Mm-hmm. Hear them, hear where they are and, and just honor it and then just take it to God and, yeah. and release it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're living a life that you are allowing to be ordered by God, then he's going to, he's going to bring it to you in his good time. Yeah. Or maybe he has something different for you and he's using your spouse as that mouthpiece. And right now it feels like rejection, but there's a different door over there that he has for you. And he's using your spouse to close this door so that you can, you know, be available to walk through this other door. You just don't know. So you need to trust God and you need to trust your spouse that you, the person that you have chosen to partner with in life, you need to trust them. Yes. moment in time. Yep. And there are multiple podcast stories where they talk about, you know, different situations where the spouse, the wife said, no, not yet. And, and that her no turned into the biggest blessing because doors were open down the road that maybe wouldn't have been open. And now they're, they have incredibly successful businesses. Yes. Maybe they wouldn't have had the same partnerships that they have or different. Exactly. So. Yes. Especially, yeah, guys, especially coming again from the guy's perspective, listen to your wife. If you're thinking about going into partnership with somebody, have your wife meet that person because they're going to pick up some things about that that you won't pick up. They might say, you know what? I just don't feel right about this. There's something about him or her that doesn't feel right listen to that and don't move forward without their blessing. I'm telling you, it'll save you a bunch of heartache. So that's good. Okay. So what about the person who's like, gets the, this response? Um, not excited about it, but okay. Let's not, you know, blow the kid's college fund. Um, what are some things, some practical steps for that person moving forward with the kind of a, you know, a gentle, not, not like full on board, but yeah, you can do this, but let's, you know, go slow. So I think that the first thing is you need to find out what areas are are causing the most hesitancy. Mm-hmm. Is it time? Is it money? You know, what areas are causing the most hesitancy? And you need to find out from them what would bring them peace, what boundaries or what. Because if you don't, 
those things will fester. Yes, they will. Those things you will become, you know, those molehills become mountains quickly. Yes. And, and, uh, I used to call it, uh, dropping the bomb. Like she would drop bomb. Like I would be like, you know, everything's great. We're this living is, in, we're living in marriage. When we were first married. Yeah, we were first yeah. married. I'd be like, man, her marriage is great. And then I'd get home and she'd be like, can we talk? And I'm just like, no. Like, it was like, she's about to drop some truth bomb on me. That was, you know, like, right. I was like, Right, our whole paradigm of what our marriage is like. Like, I had no idea that you felt this way, and like, why oh didn't you come earlier? That's awesome. Yep. So definitely speak to those. Is it yeah. okay, well? What can we realistically do to help alleviate time for you? Is it like I was speaking to before? Maybe she needs, or he needs, a corner in this business that they can own that will be life-giving to them yep. and help them feel like they're, I mean, raising kids is the biggest blessing. It is, I think, one of the most valuable things you could do, but it's also exhausting and there's not, it doesn't always feel life-giving mm-hmm. in the same way. Like when you sit right, back right. and you look at the broad picture of it, it's amazing and it's life-giving, but in the day-to-day grind of it, it doesn't feel life-giving. And yes. so if there's something that would feel life-giving to them, like they're benefiting the family beyond just food and cleaning and homework or whatever it is, then make that work, work it out. The other thing I would say, if it is, it, this probably goes both ways, but I'm speaking from a female perspective. If you are a male wanting to start the business and you want your spouse, your wife to be on board with you. I think one of the best ways you could do that is say, I need your advice. Oh, that's good. You know, I, I want to hear you make, make them your, the person you bounce ideas off of because that shows them that you value them. Yes. That you're, you know, engaging with them in this Mm -hmm. and that you see something in them besides just what they're doing to serve all the time. Yes. That's good. I love that. And so let's talk real quick. We kind of already covered it, but if the if the the hesitancy comes from a they're concerned about the money issue, obviously it's, you know, hey, we're not gonna blow five grand on this. We don't even have to do five hundred dollars. I mean, guys, you literally could start with things around your house, raise some money, sell it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Start slow, start seeing some money. Now, once you say, hey, I just sold something, we made a hundred bucks, that'll get their start. You know, you you know your wife or your husband, what's going to get their attention. But I imagine if every single other business business you did didn't bring anything in the first, you know, within a first few days, you bring in a hundred bucks, that's probably going to get their attention. Like, wow, that's really cool. Good job. Anything else there on the money thing besides starting slow? I would say that um, providing that proof of concept, you know, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to, you wouldn't necessarily have to create an Amazon account. Uh, That's right. You're saying you could have something, that old bike that you bought in college Mm -hmm. that you thought you were going to be the next triathlete. <laughs> and then you, it's been collecting dust in the corner, and you're like, you or know the what? treadmill upstairs, right? right. Yeah, you, you name it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, throw that out on Facebook Marketplace and, and say, look, there, there is, you know, there's potential here, and create a proof of concept exactly. that you know that's not going to take away from you know, t- you know, it's not going to hit the time you know constraints or or like it's just like, hey, 
it's going to take me five minutes. I'm going to list this thing. Exactly. But I just made, now we have a hundred dollars. I could actually use that hundred dollars to do the next. Yeah. And that's essentially that's free money or your, right. your wife may have been saying, dude, clean out that garage and you've yeah. avoided doing it. Now you can say, Ooh, you know what? I don't want to clean out that garage, but that garage might have $500 in there. Yeah that I can turn into my business. And essentially then I'm, I'm making her happy and I, and I got free money to start this business with. Right. And I think if you use the items I and mean, we all have things that we buy because we think we're going to do something that we don't necessarily follow through with. Maybe I shouldn't say all, but I think most of us do. So if you use, if you use things that are in your mind, valuable to you as what you're selling, Mm-hmm. It's sending a message that you're valuing this business. You're willing to sacrifice the things you love. Do not sacrifice yeah. the things she loves. <laughs> Honey, I just like sold your curling iron. Or he, yeah, <laughs> sacrifice the things that you care about. Yeah. To sell, to bring that money in. That's because good. it just shows a different level of commitment to make this happen. Right. It shows that you're serious about it in a different mm-hmm in a different way, maybe. That's good. So I would definitely go that route. Mm-hmm. And then I would tell them that I, I would just make a commitment and say, if I only use this amount, I'm not going to grow as quickly as those businesses over there, but I'm going to feel safe to you. Yes, that's good. And you always want your spouse to feel safe in your relationship. Mm-hmm. That needs to be more important then how quickly your business grows, making sure that you are honoring them and that they feel safe. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and, you know, start small, use that $200 Mm -hmm. to keep growing. And as she's seeing it work or he, maybe they'll come around and they'll say, I feel like we could give a little more money to this now. Oh yeah. Just quick story. Yeah. So that was probably our relationship when we started the business. She she's the more conservative one. I'm like, oh, we should, you know, let's let's put a bit more. Well, once she kind of took a once we had the thought that, okay, we're gonna go for this and you know, I'm gonna, you know, do this full time. And she took over the business, you know, basically full time as I worked my full time job mm-hmm. and uh, to get she was working full time to get me home. And She's just like, all right, we got to do this. And I was more, cons- I was like, are we sure we want to spit? You know, like, you're going to buy a hundred of that? Like, you know, like, and granted, this was a product that was tried proven. and tried and proven that, mm-hmm. you know, were selling, some of them were, print, you know, selling a hundred a day. So it was like That's easy. Fun. But but I was like, are we sure? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it, it worked, you know, like, and, and it's it, it, it's funny how sometimes the, the role shift and, and yeah. who's, you know, gun ho and who's the more Being like a little more hesitant yeah um, that's so. awesome but you didn't have to if she saw the business working that's when she got on board it wasn't you trying to push her like pull her across right like, come on you're stupid can't you see this no you just let right. the results speak for themselves yes exactly that's awesome absolutely yep. that's i awesome. definitely think that that what actions speak louder than words yep. so ask them for a limited amount of time 10 hours a week and start with whatever amount of money feels comfortable to them. Commit to selling whatever it is that you have. You know, it is okay to grow small. Absolutely is. Tried and true. Yeah. You know, don't, I would, don't put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
All right. And then that last one, I obviously that's the easiest one, but the one that's like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do this. I don't know any advice for those folks other than just jump into it. And I'd still tell them to start small. Yes. Um, don't borrow a bunch of money. Don't put millions of dollars on a credit card to buy inventory. Plan together. Yeah. Business plan together. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're doing this together, definitely. And or if you're if or if you're doing it by yourself, include her in the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like say, hey, come back and say, okay, hey, I put this together. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know, so that because there may be a day that she says, you know what, I see what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to join. I want to jump in or. It, how to include her as much as she or he would like to be involved. And so, and also you also don't want to annoy, annoy them to all get out only talking about the business. Right. Yeah. Cause it's easy to be, I'm the entrepreneur in our family. It's easy to be for me to be excited about and want to talk about business stuff. She may not want to talk about that. Like yeah. I think yeah. it's Andrea and Jim's relationship. Um, Jim's the entrepreneur. Andrea purposely doesn't even, I think she knows way more than she said she does because she has to <laughs> soak up some of it, but she claims to not really know anything that Jim does. Um, her, her domain, she just focuses on the kids, their homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so if Jim just comes to the dinner table and talks about business all the time, that's going to be a no-no. So Yeah, you definitely need to compartmentalize that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. And don't, because you don't want business to come, like to take over relationship. Right. And if, if they're not in the business, it will start to feel like you're never thinking about them and you're always only thinking about the business. Mm-hmm. And that that is more of a priority to you than... They are. And even if you sit back and you go, yeah, but I'm doing this for them to provide a better life for them. So, okay, please just don't be that person. Come on. Like, we all know what we're talking about here. Stop looking for the loopholes that you're right. trying to justify is being kind of annoying. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear you. No, that's good. Wow. We've gotten through quite a, is there anything else that we, you didn't share that's on your heart when you saw that post? You're like, Hey, this is, these are some tips for folks. I want to just wrap this up and let go through any of those or last minute advice that you might have. I mean, I would just say be patient mm-hmm. um, and allow, allow your spouse to go through the emotions, be prepared for multiple conversations, be prepared to wait, you know, be prepared to uh, not get the answer you're looking for mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it might even look completely different than what you would have envisioned. And it might turn out to be something else completely, but yeah. uh, to be open to that conversation or those conversations and, yeah. and, and, to, and, and to take to heart what your spouse is saying. Mm-hmm. I would say that in our relationship, that 95% of the time, because I trust Adam and I, mm-hmm. I trust that, he is operating with a heart that wants to honor me mm-hmm. that I will be on board with what he has to say, even if it just takes a minute. But I think if you are in a relationship that is like constantly kind of contrary where your spouse is struggling to come on board with any ideas or plans that you have, mm-hmm. that you need to pause and you need to really examine why that might be. And you need to really listen to what they have to say about it. Yes. And it's probably going to hurt. It's probably going to be uncomfortable. You might hear some things you don't want to hear, but it is those kind of conversations that begin to open their heart towards you. Yes, that's good. Help them to start to feel safe with you 
and will lead towards the end goal that you have of wanting to start your own business because they will feel like they are being heard and that they can trust you. That's good. So yes, it's, it's might be yucky and it might be uncomfortable and it might be hard, but if you keep that end goal in mind of a ideally having a wonderful relationship with your spouse and B, you know, being able to jump into these things that you get excited about with their blessing that you need to be diligent about creating an atmosphere in your relationship where it's easy for them to jump on board with your ideas. I I hate to say this. I do think that sometimes it is probably them, but more likely than not, it really might be you. Mm. And you need to own that. Yeah. Yeah. If your marriage is a garden, you know, we all have weeds on our, like personally that we allow to pop up in our relationship that mm-hmm. we need to, and, and it's these type situations, these conversations that help us to, to weed out the garden and uh, it puts, puts pressure on us to uh, figure out what's going right and what's going wrong and, mm. and to deal with those things. Um, and uh, so it's a great opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to take inventory and uh, to work through those things. Mm. And if not, those weeds will take over your garden and that's right. not good. So. Mm. Wow, this episode is going to help a lot of businesses, but it's going to help a lot of marriages too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if you guys don't make it as Amazon coaches and Jim Cochran coaching, you can start a marriage counseling. <laughs> this is good stuff. As marriage coaches? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I blow my whistle. No. Right. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you guys for being on with me, Emily, Adam. Anytime you ever, you see a need like that, and you, now that you're in the coaching program, you're going to be talking to more students. Mm-hmm. Let me know what ideas you have for podcasts because you guys are fun to interview. Um, I know we've gotten a lot of um, awesome comments from your episodes. People love listening to you. So um, let's do more of these. Um, any topic you, you want, we'll do it. So thanks so much, guys. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank thanks. you so much. All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.